0: and get these stuff my dad. And so they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care It is <laughs> Either way. Come
2: here, buddy. Yeah, come No, here, come wait. Hold on. Come on. here. No, come on come, on. come, come here. on. come here right now. <laughs> I give you America itself. This is
1: Ed McMahon, and now is
2: Armstrong and Getty, live from the studio. See? He's in your... A dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. It's Friday. We're just a day... De- Boy, a Saturday night. St. Patrick's Day. Oh, please. Yes. It's going to be crazy for the younger set, huh? Or the older drinking set. What's the world record for vomiting? For a single nation. Green vomiting? We could set it this <laughs> year, folks, if we all pull together. Uh-huh. Um, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Obsession with the government! All right. We were talking yesterday about how everybody identifies themselves by their politics these days in ways that, you know, you don't normally don't see, except in, unless there's a terrible crisis like a civil war or, or uh, you know, the fight for the, the independence or whatever. I mean, everybody, that's the first thing they, they say about themselves on social media. And then I'm looking at the media. And just this ongoing obsession of who might conceivably be coming or going from the government, maybe. So it's become like the national pastime. It's like our sport. and I don't don't like it as a sport. If I'm going to watch a sport, I'm going to watch a sport that's a sport. Baseball season's about to begin. I'm going to start ignoring the government watching baseball. So if you have a rough day, you can think at least a bridge didn't fall on me while I'm just sitting there in my car and kill me. Mm. That's a bad situation. Hmm. That's one of those mm. you got to question, you know, the meaning of life and how it all works when you when that happens. Too. And construction standards. You are a loved one, it's just sitting there, and the bridge crushes you.
0: Mm. It's a bad deal.
2: Mm. Yeah, mm. it's not supposed to do that. Mm. Uh-uh. Um, let's uh, introduce everybody in the squad we'll start there with our board operator michelangelo pressing buttons flipping toggles pulling levers hi this morning michael
0: uh pretty good today is picture day apparently here at the radio Ranch. all right and
2: i completely forgot oh, i spaced it off myself oh. oh well what are you gonna do
0: <laughs> so i uh got up extra early and i put the bath salts in and i you know washed the face and i combed the hair and i mean did I- you
2: exfoliate i told you to exfoliate
0: Yep, I ironed I mean, good I man. did all the good stuff. So, uh, the $50 underwear, everything, the, the, you know, I'm all set to go. You'll be
2: looking sharp. Good man. I wish I'd have remembered. I'd have worn a real shirt. I'm wearing a Target Nirvana t shirt. So, You know, I know why you went with the upscale underwear, Michael. It's not going to appear on the picture, but it'll show on your face. That's right. When a man's really well packaged, it's, it just shines from him, you know? Yeah, it feels good, too. You're yeah. glowing today. There's positive the Sean. Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
1: Doing very well. I too came prepared for picture day. I'm rocking a look that I call California Vice, inspired by uh, <laughs> the the TV show oh, from boy. the '80s set in Miami on the opposite coast. But I'm rocking the the sport coat with a T-shirt. My T-shirt of choice is a Legend of Zelda style T-shirt, fashioned mm-hmm. in the way of a a college shirt. I have. Lucky jeans, cuffed at the bottoms, because I don't wear designer socks for you guys to not see them. Good right. boy, right. exactly. And, uh, and yeah, I'm 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 all set, ready to go. Oh, and my sport coat is white, by the way, It absolutely. is a white sport coat, as only the California Vice look can. can you be. do,
2: you do look like Don Johnson in 1988 right? <laughs> with a little beard and everything. You Success, go. absolutely. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I am doing very, very well. I am rocking the purple and green. You'll see the green socks, the purple shirt. It is not for Picture Day. It is for... Saint Urho's Day. Let me be the first to wish you Give a happy. Get your own day, Orho. Let me be the first to wish you a happy and prosperous Saint Urho's Day. The saint chased the grasshoppers out of ancient Finland, saving the grape crop and the jobs of Finnish vineyard workers oh, countrywide. That's right. That's
2: right. It's a wine thing. So. He did this oh. by
0: waving his staff and shouting, <laughs> Get the hell out of here!" And shouting, "Hirasaika, <laughs> Hirasaika, minataltahti." which is roughly translated as grasshopper, grasshopper, go to hell. And the grasshoppers (laughs) fled. So
2: so, so, some ancient witch doctor wackadoo waves his staff around, and then the weather changed, and the grasshoppers just left, and all the wackadoo oldsters uh, back in the day who didn't know better started worshipping him as some sort of wizard. But uh, but a similar situation in, in Ireland turns into one of the biggest national party days. That we have. Well,
0: that is a lesser saint, that one in Ireland. I uh, to say that. How I mean, so dare it's, you?
2: It's not any, and it's not any worse a story than the Irish story.
0: Right.
2: Um, and we turned that into practically a national holiday. Nobody so. has any interest in the Irish story. They just want to drink. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's talk about the meaning of St. Patrick's Day. How often has that been heard in a bar? Never. I'm I'm just trying to figure out why, you know, the Finnish one didn't make the cut. (laughs) and The the Irish one did. It could have just as easily been the day that everybody wears, what's the colors for Finland? Everybody wears the
0: purple and green, right? Yeah, for Finland, yes, mm-hmm. purple So everybody wears
2: purple and, uh, you know, goes out and gets drunk and pees purple because they're drinking purple, purple. beer all that long. Purple. Probably because there weren't, yes, go Purples ahead. Purple's
0: for the grapes, green for the grasshoppers. Naturally. Yes. So
2: uh, probably because there weren't several million Finnish uh, immigrants, you know, in 19- 1903. So yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. It's really hard to rally around the common foe of the grasshopper. I've never looked at the way they're spread out. Did we just decide we need a certain number of drinking holidays, like one per quarter? So you have like a New Year's Eve, you got a Fourth of July, you got to throw in a uh, a St. Patrick's Day. Do we have one in the fall? Oh, uh, Halloween has yeah, become the, right. one mm-hmm. of the biggest drinking holidays. So yeah, have, yeah. once per quarter, we have a giant drinking holiday. The drinking has really nothing to do with with what's going on. The theory it a, of I've never heard before. I think it's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, it's become a thing. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is, how did it already get to be? Friday, March 16th, the year 2018. We're <laughs> setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's do this thing. According to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. Here they Alexander. come. <laughs> One time out, they don't take it. Ramblers. Oh, the rambles are going ramble to rumble off with the
1: back round. Well, that's an 11 over a six-seat upset, everybody. Bracket buster. Bracket buster.
2: <laughs> I did not have the 11 beating the six. Damn it!
0: What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? And Britain's top diplomat saying Putin did it. He ordered the nerve gas attack. We have more We white. know. We have- <laughs> We have more White House upheaval, latest on America's new pastime. And if you own a Snuggie, you might get a check in the mail. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. I'll pay attention to that. I got my brother a Snuggie for Christmas yeah 10 oh years ago. When right. They were
2: Very popular. A thoughtful gift.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, they have a, that
2: supposed to be great return policy. It shows up in a cardboard box with no return address and no paperwork of any kind. There's just a Snuggie in a box. Right. So if you want to return that, how are you going to return it? <laughs> if you're not completely satisfied to return it for your money, who would oh, you say? Sure you can Google a phone number that's never answered. <laughs> uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding, my goodness. Plus, we have uh, clips of the week. Wow. This is quite the day, isn't it? We should start drinking green beer today. Huh? Yeah, Get a jump on everybody. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some believe the whole Mueller investigation has entered an entirely new phase of looking into the Trump family business. It may be true. It may not be true. Who knows? If it is, is that cool or not? I don't know. It would certainly seem to be true. Is that cool or not? Yeah, is that, I, is that related to the original mission or is that a completely different deal? I I believe it's it's legitimate if it restricts itself to Look, there's 50 million dollars in checks back and forth to Russian oligarchs. You know, that mm-hmm. would obviously be related. If they find out that, that that Trump tried to uh write off his uh his jet as a business expense in 1994, when he actually used it two thirds of the time to just go play golf, and it gets onto stuff like that, I mean that would that would just drag the country but, to a halt. But if that's a crime, does Mueller go through with investigating? That? He can, Boy, yeah, he can. That'd be something. You know, it'd be funny is if they they found out something like that, and Trump had to give a desp- deposition, and he said I was actually going to play golf because I was trying to whip up some business. Blah blah blah. It works its way around, and all of a sudden, before you know it, Bill and Hillary Clinton. Convicted of crimes for Whitewater. <laughs> Work its way all the what? way back there. That's right. That's right. Lock her up. Lock her up. That's what I'm rooting for. Mailbag is not <coughs> now. It's not now, Michael. That's right. First, we need to take a fond look back at the week that was with cow clips of the week.
0: So what? You, you don't have Trump on collusion? <laughs> I also think that offense-taking is being weaponized. It is a route now to political power. Saying that I am offended is a way of making someone radioactive. What people are trying Mm. to do is to take even the most well-intentioned and anodyne comment, intentionally torque it, and then throw it out through the echo chamber of social media in order to ruin people's reputations. I'm on Meet the Press. A show now headed by sleepy-eyes Chuck Todd. He's a sleeping son of a bitch, I'll tell you.
1: Looked like he was showing that usher his ticket. You think so? I can't believe he has a ticket.
2: It doesn't feel comfortable to put borderline unstable people up on stage (laughs) and laugh at them, which makes sense. What could be worse than learning you got fired from your boss's tweet? Oh, maybe seeing that 86,000 people liked it. <laughs> I don't have much positive to say about motor neuron disease, but it taught me not to pity myself and to get on with what I still could do. I am happier now than before I developed the condition.
0: Just like the land, air, and sea, we may even have a space force develop another one. Space Force. We have the Air Force. We have the Space Force. Netflix is reportedly in the early stages of developing a news show, and let me be the first to say, no! (laughs) But the Versa also offers a Fit Bitch coat. Oops.
1: (laughs) Fit Bitch. I mean, again, I said it again. Oh my gosh. (laughs)
2: That Stephen Hawking thing is amazing, just like Michael J. Fox says he's he's happier since he got sick. That's amazing. It's it's eye opening and difficult to relate to. Yeah, it is for the able bodied. Yeah, it is. It's uh yeah. I've thought long and hard about that sort of thing, and I still haven't gotten there. I believe him, but it's uh it's a sobering thought. Oof. So now, just for the record, uh, in the midst of the fun, Jack is brought up sudden death from collapsing bridges mm-hmm. and debilitating diseases. Hillary apparently fell down at her hotel in India. Had to go to the hospital. Sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. She got some bad curry. So I, don't I don't know. That's the first thing I could think of, India-wise. Uh, of course, know. I, you know, somebody, I, I, for some reason, I was watching some show the other day, and they were showing all sorts of videos of Hillary falling down during the campaign and before it, and people constantly really helping her up and down stairs, and... Mm-hmm. You know, look, not every... How old was she? 70? She's she's an elderly uh, overweight lady. That's, you know, not uh, uncommon. Not every 70-year-old gal can gallop up and down stairs. I understand that, and that doesn't mean they're unfit to serve, but it was pretty notable. She was pretty fragile physically. Mm. Mailbag. (gasps) Ian uh, from Tijuana writes, Joe, you sleeping son of a bitch! Wow, there's no... There is no need to address me in that way, sir. None at all. It eh, doesn't matter. My girlfriend is and always a
1: sleeping son of a bitch. That's... I'll tell you. Hey, hey! It's
2: an uh, interesting insult. It's uh, well, it's Trumpian. Guys, my girlfriend is always taking my t-shirts and sweaters, but I take one of her dresses, and suddenly we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. There's, there's no point in me even attempting to have a hoodie. Because my wife gets me one for my birthday and Christmas, and they always end up hers. Wow. It's Homer Simpson-esque. <laughs> By and Marge, a bowling ball drilled for him. I don't know. Uh, you just have to accumulate so many. You get the cast-offs. I guess. Let's see. Comment on Monday's show. Uh, 7 o'clock hour. You spoke about one of the dark secrets. In the ever rising cost of public education, that's the bloated and ever increasing size of quote unquote middle management. Having worked in this sector for more than a dozen years, writes Al or Alien Anonymous, I have first-hand knowledge of this sub-bureaucracy. They devour tax dollars at an alarming rate, and for the most part, produce or contribute nothing. They have and continue to create high-salary jobs with full benefits at taxpayer expense, jobs that do nothing. It was great to hear you bring it up, but if you have children in school, beware of the backlash heading your way. not ah. well, I'm, I'm aware of this. We've been talking about it for years. Sure. But. They, uh, they, they canceled a, a, a beloved thing at a school district that I know of with the idea that uh, we, we don't have the money. And I thought, so the one thing you've got to do to cut back if you don't have the money, is this thing that all the kids and parents absolutely love. Yeah, I find that hard to believe. And not the 14 deans of diversity, inclusion, outreach, and forward thinking. And, you know, you go to a major college campus, and there's there are millions and millions and millions of dollars of salary for these people who do absolutely nothing but, you know, annoy people and write memos. Well, that's ridiculous. Well, and if you st- if you cut stuff that people love, then... And a lot of people who don't pay that much attention, in my opinion, think, oh, well, we need either higher taxes or to give more money to them. That's that's because, look, this beloved thing has been cut. Mm. It's a good ploy. Yeah, it's a good ploy. Uh, moving along, so uh, we're going to have a special Kids Walking Out of School edition of Mailbag later on. we got okay. so many emails about that. Yeah, that's, that's from an interesting one. parents and teachers and all sorts that's of things. That's an interesting situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got this one. Have you no, Oh, I guess, uh, uh, re our comments about kids demonstrating against the NRA, quote-unquote. Have you no decency? You will sacrifice kids rather than ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines? Is the NRA your guiding light? That's Tony. Stockton, California. Tony, you're better than that. That's a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, that's right. We we are in favor of sacrificing kids. Good, good point. Thank you for opening my eyes to the flaw in my reasoning. That's an idiotic argument. You're better than that. Or I don't want the kids involved in any of these political protests. Right. No matter what they are. Or, you know, do it after school, not to, as yeah. at the behest of oh, teachers and Oh, sure, after school. Why? Do whatever you want. Yeah, absolutely, school. yeah. Oh, let's see. Boy, this is a great point from Paul in Washington State. Beautiful Labani Lake. I wish I was there right now. Um, Been talking about Putin poisoning the double agent in London. Reminded me of a story that would be right up your alley. U.S., Mexico, and Canada, I did not know this, are combining vying to win the hosting gig for the 2026 FIFA World Cup. So the big soccer championship in 2026. The whole continent is going to host it. It's expanding from 32 teams to 48, so, you know, it's going to be a big deal. The only challenger to host the Cup is Morocco. It should be a landslide. You know, he points out later that half of Morocco's declared independence. It's not stable, it's disputed territory. Homosexuality is illegal there and punished by six months to three years in prison, et cetera, et cetera. So, anyway, the only other uh, uh, candidate is Morocco. But as the Washington Post reports, the selection committee is having some real angst because of Donald Trump and his policies. Not only does this ignore the fact that Trump can only be president until 2024, not 2026, but the most laughable part is the same organization that's concerned about America's Trump, two to six years after he's left office, selected Russia to host the 2018 World Cup. Are you freaking serious? So, post, Trump's America's... Oh, post-Trump's America can't host the World Cup, but Putin's Russia, you betcha. I've got my issues with Trump. I didn't vote for him, but this is insanity, writes Paul. Oh, my God. You cannot be cynical enough about the posturing of countries. International community, please.
1: FIFA's more crooked than the pens you get at a chiropractor's office. There is a a big reason why things like the World Cup and the Olympics, save for South Korea, are in places like China, Russia, going back to, you know, they are these countries that are willing to play the bribe game. Sure!
2: Oh, yeah. They're much more willing
1: to contribute to the crooked organizations than we are. Their concerns with the Trump administration be like, he's not cutting us enough checks. That's a good
2: one, Sean. Those are very crooked organizations. Uh, Marshall's got his uh, news coming up in just a second, and we'll get into. Uh, uh, I, I know I'm going to be mad right off the bat. I just know it. <laughs> oh I am. no, no. is? Well, at least he's moved from sad to mad. Everybody. He's <laughs> listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> So my kids have already uh, put together a uh, leprechaun trap, which has become a thing with the kids. and seems kind of cruel to me. Mm. I didn't have that one as a kid. I don't know who invented the leprechaun trap idea, but it's a thing now. All, all the kids do it. I just like to see kids recovering some of the American frontier spirit. Are nice nice? Well, it's like a bear trap for leprechauns. It clamps onto their leg with <laughs> sharp teeth and holds the thing until you can come and get its gold. I, I asked the kids last night, I said, what are we going to do with a leprechaun if we catch it? We'll Eat put, it. We'll play with him. We'll ask him where the gold is. I said, "No. We'll make him work for us." <laughs> oh, wow! Make him clean the house. That's disturbing. <laughs> That's disturbing. <laughs> and really harkens back to the abuse of Irish immigrants back in the early 20th century, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm it's hoping, really insensitive. Wow. I'm wow. hoping we catch one white supremacy, there, folks. That's what that is. Irish people aren't white. We're transparent. He can uh, fold our clothes. He can do all kinds of things. Oh, my God. Forced indentured servitude? He's really short, I'm assuming. Low to the ground. He can reach those uh, hard to to get two places
0: when he cleans the house. Vacuuming, please. (laughs) He's a natural. Sure. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Charges and countercharges this morning. Britain's top diplomat accusing Vladimir Putin of being directly involved in the ex-spies poisoning on British soil. Of course he wasn't. We all know it. British Foreign Secretary Boris Johnson said it's overwhelmingly likely that uh, President Putin personally approved the use of the nerve agent on the former spy. Sure, because in uh, in Russia you could have that sort of a chemical
2: And go around killing people without uh, Putin's permission. Yeah, that would just happen. Come on.
0: This is the most direct uh, British accusation against the Russian leader to date. The Kremlin immediately shooting back, saying bringing up Putin in the context of this case was shocking and unforgivable in terms of diplomatic behavior. It
2: was obvious and clearly true. So quit your bitching. Putin did an interview with Megyn Kelly a couple weeks yeah. ago that for some reason got no attention. The, the world did, just does not care about Megyn Kelly. It's a pretty good get. Or Putin. Really? Except in reference to Donald Trump. Yeah, that's that's a good point right there. Yeah. He's, he's one of the scariest people on earth, but unless it's, it's going to help bring down Trump, nobody really cares about him. Right. Um, but anyway, so in his interview with Megyn Kelly, and I, I got this from the column David Ignatius wrote in the Washington yeah. Post, he went through the whole interview, and Putin said, so what, 11 times to things she brought up. <laughs> Invasion of Crimea, poisoning various people, jailing people who run against him, uh, interfering in our election. Eleven different times his response was, so what? (laughs) That's about right. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Meanwhile, the White House is pushing back in the reports that Trump has decided to get rid of uh, McMaster as his uh, national security advisor. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders. I refuse to talk about this story until it happens. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders tweeting she's spoken with both Trump and McMaster, and they, quote, have a good working relationship. She said there are no changes at the National Security Council.
2: The only thing I want to talk about in reference to this story is uh, various sources are talking about what kind of guy McMaster is, and they say at the Pentagon, his, uh, his rep is always on transmit, which is a military thing, I Mean. Meaning he talks all the time. He lectures people all the time. He just was really in love with the sound of his w- own voice, I guess. And I could see that grading on Trump after a while. Yeah. I'm That's- not going to talk about the uh, him leaving until it happens. Because it might happen today or it might not happen for two years. Based on Jeff Sessions. But you're talking about not talking about it. Which is talking about yes. it. And I'm tired of the whole chaos conversation. Reagan, for instance, had six national security advisors. That seems like a lot. Um, All the presidents have numbers of chiefs of staff, depending on the president, somewhere from two to six chiefs of staff throughout the time. But when Trump changes, it's the chaos. How could he possibly deal with this? It's all over the place. It's
0: unprecedented turnover. I'm just tired of it. At least six people are uh, reported dead after that newly installed pedestrian bridge collapsed onto a busy road near the campus of Florida International University. The bridge wasn't supposed to open to foot traffic until next year. Senator Marco Rubio says the cables that suspended it were loosening and they were ordered to be tightened, and according to Rubio, the bridge collapsed as those cables were being tightened. The senator promising a thorough investigation going on to add... Ironically, it's a project designed for safety. We lost a student last year crossing that road behind us. And it's also going to be a signature project, one that people would identify with the school and with his community.
2: It was built by a company that built another famous pedestrian bridge in Florida, I guess. Uh, I just can't imagine what went wrong there.
0: Anyway, it's Of course, a, you know, you look
2: at big, uh, you know, municipal projects like... The Bay Bridge in the San Francisco Bay Area was riddled with substandard Chinese concrete. The inspections weren't done properly. Everybody was cutting right. corners and taking bribes. And right. I don't think anybody ever went to jail because nobody ever does, but who knows what happened yep. with this thing.
0: The bridge came down on cars that were waiting for the light to change, waiting for the red light to change to green. So our question for you today, is there a God? Oh, boy. Call us now and we'll discuss. Oh, boy. All right, my friends, if you own a Snuggie, you might be getting a check in the mail. The makers of the famous Blanket Robe are being forced to pay its customers over $7 million in refunds. Because? Federal Trade. Do they strangle you or catch on fire? Federal Trade Commission says all-star marketing dukes customers with its buy one get one free promotion by failing to disclose the additional charges for processing and handling yeah that's
2: that's that's one of the classic ways yeah. to screw you on deals is uh you don't catch on to the fact
0: processing shipping and handling is fifty dollars what <laughs> Yeah, Snuggies were promoted on tv for just nineteen ninety five the ad said it'd double the order for less than uh, ten dollars each
2: and when I ordered my brother's, I didn't do the double order. Right. But I did uh, notice their 100% satisfaction return <laughs> policy or whatever. Yes. And it showed up to his house in a cardboard box with nothing on it. And nothing in the box but the Snuggie. Right. So what
0: are you going to do then? <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. What a great scam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and lastly, the 82-year-old Burt Reynolds made viewers of the Today Show do a triple take when uh, he told co-host Hoda Kotb... That Sally Fields was the great love of his life, and he fell in love with her when she was seven. Mm. He would have been 18 at the time. Yeah. The interview took another strange turn at the end when, out of the blue, he told Honda, I am so proud of you for not having lips larger. <laughs> okay, all right, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised that
2: Burt Reynolds Because we watched a little bit of that interview yesterday Made fun of somebody's appearance Because he looks like a freak Like my kids wouldn't be able to sleep for a week if they saw him (laughs) Loom out of the darkness Those pink glasses he's wearing (laughs) He's had so
0: much work done That's a wrap, that's your news I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show The conscience of the nation
2: Eagle of freedom right there It's an inspiring sound Mm Mm-hmm we have one with the Liberty Bell, too? I really like that one. Michael actually went to Philadelphia, snuck in at night with a microphone and a hammer. And he, and he banged the Liberty Bell and taped it for, <laughs> for that other liner. Wow, Do we have that handy, Michael? That's, that's pretty cool.
0: I'll have to find it for you. Okay. All
2: right, thank you. Um, uh, so you have a special mailbag related to people dealing with uh, the, the kid walkout. Uh, yeah, yeah. A number of thoughts on that. Plus criticism of Positive Sean's uh, bracket breakdown in which he... Pits the mascots in a fight to the death to decide who would win the basketball game. We have to go through the NCAA tournament. Yeah, we have to go through today's matchups. Yeah. Uh, And there's a divorce in Trump world, unfortunately. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, Normally, those folks, their marriages stay together. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The
2: conscience of the nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about
1: that pain. Thanks for the ride, Bandit. Good luck tapping some of that hot, hot Sally Field tale. Knock it off! I don't like it any more than you do. Wow, that's
2: wrong. <laughs> Our favorite Burt Reynolds-related moment from The Family Guy. And we're discussing, should we play that or not? I mean, it's funny, but it's really narrow casting. I mean, you have to like have had, seen Smoking the Bandit
1: and be old enough to know. On the other hand, Seth MacFarlane thought it was funny enough for his audience. So he put it in there. I don't know. The plot of that movie being smuggling beer across state lines. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, which just goes to show you how dumb so many regulations are. <laughs> yeah. Featuring Jerry Reed and Jackie Gleason. Uh, So Donald Trump Jr. and his wife are getting a divorce after 12 years. I hate hate to hear that. They got five kids. Five kids and they're getting divorced. What the hell? I don't know. You figure he runs around like the old man? Uh, Hard to say. He doesn't strike me as that kind of guy, but you never know. But her complaint is, according to the media, and they could be completely wrong, is that she doesn't like all his travel. And it's possible that he got sucked into this whole presidential advisor world thing, and he's never home now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, among the many uh, pieces of, like, uh, you know, folk wisdom I've heard about marriage, uh, they say to women, uh, notice how he treats his mother. I'll give you a clue. Sometimes the guys, they say, take a look at her mother. <laughs> and That's what's in store. Uh, there's the uh, if his dad runs around, he's gonna run around. I've heard that. It's not always true. Certainly, a lot of people saw that sort of behavior and thought that's the last thing I would ever do in my life. I know a Thanks of... for showing me how not to live my life, Dad. I know a number, of, that too. A number of examples like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. You don't know. Don't know. You have no to have any idea. No, no. I, I know She might be crazy. <laughs> I've said this many times. That I think it's interesting and it's something everyone should know. Um, I saw a panel of biographers one time on Book TV talking about writing biographies, and somebody brought up the question of what's the hardest thing to do research on, and they said marriages. It's impossible to know what's mm. going on in somebody else's marriage. If biographers cannot figure out with all their effort what was going on in a marriage, right. then then how would you expect to from just looking at them? Years to gather every right. clue about someone's life. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Thought-provoking. Thank you. So, where do we go from here? Sean, how soon do you think you'll have your bracket analysis with your patented mascots fighting to the death uh, uh, approach to the data? Uh, I'm prepared whenever. Okay, just a couple of criticisms from yesterday. Okay. Apparently, you referred to Michigan State as the Wolverines. When they They're are the indeed Spartans. the Spartans.
1: Mm, it's clearly an oversight. I it thought co- I would have caught that.
2: It, it, I clearly I'm, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I'm a, well, as I answered that emailer, I'm surprised. I didn't notice that as I'm a Big Ten guy, you know, collegiately speaking. Why I'm wearing an Illinois? Uh, uh, sl- no, because Michigan
1: pull State over right now. Michigan State doesn't play until today, sir. I was talking about the Michigan Wolverines oh. playing the Montana Ma- Grizzlies. Ma- Make yeah, mistake of saying sir. State is the problem. M- more likely. Oh, that's probably what it was. I said yeah. Michigan State when uh, I. Okay, oh, okay. oh, idiot. So I am the. Idiot, I was about to
2: turn sir. on the listener. <laughs> You're about to turn on the listener. Now I'm turning back at Sean because somebody's got to be turned on. And uh, finally, your analysis of the Grizzlies versus the Badgers. Uh, according to Scott, frequent correspondent Scott, you had the Grizzlies going on. Uh, Sean is wrong if it's the honey badgers. Because they just don't care. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So, Scott, thank you for that addendum to uh, Sean's analysis. I don't know. Do you have it ready now? We could do some of it
1: now. Yeah, I got some stuff. All right. Well, uh, you want to break it up into two things? I can focus. Oh, wait a
2: second. We we ought to uh, recognize the pain, the anger, the agony of uh, San Diego State losing. The Aztecs final second had a clear shot to tie the thing. To tie the thing or win it? To win it? Yeah,
1: they had a a chance to win it.
2: Yeah, dang it. Missed it. Open shot. Charles Barkley had them going deep in the
1: bracket. Damn it. We're not even going to... I know it's tough, so we won't even play the the, the sound of the game winner that actually won it. That would be cool.
0: Five seconds. Gray starts to go. Crosses over.
2: Drives. Leans in. Scores it. He flipped it up and in off the window. One second remaining. Timeout. San Diego State. God, I've been through that so many times. You get all so hyped up. Your team's having one of the great years and you're into it and everything like that in game one. Oh, that hurts. I've been there. They're expected to go at least to the Elite Eight gym. And you walk home with yeah. tears streaking your face paint. Participation ribbon in hand, and and you don't watch any more of the tournament because you're angry. You sit alone in a room. You're damn right, I'm
0: angry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, who's playing today? Who? What are the matchups? All right, so some of the uh, the matchups we have going on today, we have uh, the Virginia Cavaliers taking Mm. on the University of Maryland Baltimore City Retrievers. Um, Cavaliers versus a retriever. So, I'm doing a little bit of extra research. I took a look. Their mascot does seem to be a golden retriever. Uh, Double checking, Mm. yeah, it's a good dog. And the uh, the Virginia Cavaliers, they just uh, they're not. Taking it seriously, I yeah. don't care. No, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. That's my fine. Is, uh, my I'll write either way. Yeah, that's so. Cavalier <laughs> is not loose. actually a noun in this case; it's an adjective. That's, that's how, how interesting. I'm taking it. Yes. Um, so I have the Retrievers. That's a 16 seed beating a 1 seed, by the way. That's a huge upset. <laughs> wow, so you've got among the friendliest dogs triumphing over the apathetic. Because he yes. doesn't care. Yeah, right. Like, whatever. whatever. I don't care you know when's the
2: game. I don't know if I can make it. I, I, I got a know. thing later. You I know, know a 16
1: has never beaten a 1. That's eh, fine. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but maybe, maybe they're due. <laughs> Uh, we have the Kansas State Wildcats taking on the Creighton Blue Jays. A Blue Jay is no, not a wow. ferocious beast. Wow. Even though it has Jeez. the aerial advantage, the uh, The Wildcat will take it out. All it needs is one swipe with its mighty claws. Uh, the Texas Longhorn taking on a wolf pack. That is oh. a single steer taking on a pack of wolves. The strength oh. of the wolf is in the pack. The strength of the pack is in the wolf. I get the advantage to the wolf pack there. <laughs> I think I like Did that. you learn that when Jack gave you your wolf blanket? <laughs> that was actually on the tag, yes.
2: Uh. Uh, we he- but with their long, vicious horns, they could gore the wolf and toss them and, and wolf, stop yes, one maybe one of them wolf. Yeah. Not a pack.
1: Uh, we have the mighty Cincinnati Bearcat. That's half bear, half cat. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> taking on the Georgia State Panther, which is all cat. <laughs> and uh, I, mm, this is tough. Now, I'm probably biased because my re- most recent exposure to Panthers was the movie The Black Panther. Ah. And that guy could fight. So I'm giving the advantage to Georgia State taking on uh, Cincinnati. That's a 15-0 a 2. A lot of upsets today on my predictions. Well, on, a, on
2: the bear cat is the front half bear or the back half bear?
1: Uh, it's undecided.
2: The front half a cat. <laughs> but, yeah. Sean, it's like with the mixed martial arts. The guy's like a great puncher, and his ground skills are great. He's got the skills of a bear and the skills of a cat.
1: <laughs> Once again, <laughs> but, purely the, the Panther being the Black Panther from Wakanda. He's go. got the vibranium suit. I mean, I don't know what a, bear <laughs> a lot cat's going to be. The
2: vibranium do. suit. I don't yeah, know what he can nice. do against
1: that. Uh, let's see. We got, uh, oh, this is a good one. We got the Marshall Thundering Herd taking on the Wichita State Shockers. Well, that's a tough one, too. I thought the Shockers may be some sort of, like, super villain Emperor Palpatine. I can shoot electricity from the, the edge of my fingertips sort of thing, which would have been very hard to defeat in battle. It's possible. But their mascot is actually a Shock of Wheat. That does not instill fear or intimidation. I give it I to the, the thundering herd. Yeah, the thundering herd just tramples your wheat
2: stocks. by 80 points. Two years ago, the Wichita State Shockers, I thought we're going to win the whole thing. So I bought a hat. I went online oh, right. and I bought a Wichita State hat. And I still get every day. One of the first things I do when I get up in the morning is I delete the Wichita State emails. I get from my oh. email account trying to sell me stuff. And I've tried to un. Subscribe and gone through everything you can do, and I still get them all the time. And it reminds me never to buy something from somebody's website. Wow, just don't do it.
1: I also have the Bulldogs falling to the Razorbacks due to a lack of razors on the Bulldogs and uh Titans and Boilermakers. Uh, I think a Titan takes out a train. Hmm. We'll do see you- how
2: your bracket holds up, it will do just as well as. Charles Barkley was a, you know, Hall of Fame basketball player. That's
1: the south and the east region. We can do the west and midwest later. Uh, Something to look forward to.
2: So, um, we had a lot of parents and students weighing in on the whole walkout thing. We got a bunch of texts about it already today. I don't know what I would have done if my kids had been older and in that situation. Yeah, I'm surprised the passions continue. People are still wanting to talk about it. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC on the Armstrong and Getty Show.